We are back, back in black. You're in a blue shirt with a very nice tie. It's a very nice tie. Let's talk about this tie. It's a tuxedo tie. Tuxedo tie time. Why is it a tuxedo tie? And what is a tuxedo tie? It's a tie you wear with a tuxedo. That's all. That's it? Yeah, that's the end of the story. Story ends. That's all. (laughs) Nothing more than that. It's just a tie that's very nice with a a shirt that's mediocre. You're not wearing a tuxedo, though. I'm not. Not wearing a tuxedo. I try not to go to court in a tuxedo. It looks a little too much. How would you get a tuxedo tie? I went to the tuxedo tie store. They were like, here's a tuxedo tie. By the way, sorry about the sound, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Our mixer has conked out on us because we've done thousands of these shows. And it just it it ended, so we're gonna, we're using our internal mic from our high uh, functioning laptop. High functioning, our high functioning gear. Just we don't have a mixer, so it's kind of like saying a high functioning autistic person. Yeah, I'm, kind of, I'm actually kind of just it's a netbook, mm. so it's it's just barely a laptop legally. So we've been gone for a while. Maybe Bob can explain why we've been gone. I don't think I can explain. I think holidays, maybe you should be the one to explain why we were gone. It's been the holidays. I'm going to blame you. And it was my fault. I told Bob that <laughs> I don't want to do this podcast. Uh, so that's that's where we are right now. But we're back. We're back in black. Actually, yep. I'm in jeans. Jeans. But that's a good song. ACDC. Um, today we've got some Q&A. We're going to do Q&A again. This is Q&A number, who cares? Yeah, I don't know. There's been a lot, but it's it's You send good. us questions, we'll send you answers on... You guys send us a lot of this. questions. Not as much hate mail, which is always good. Not as much. You guys have stopped hating. Thank you. Well, let's go. Question number one. Question but, one? But we're not going to be numbering the rest, because we'll probably forget the numbers. We're going to answer that many. We're going to fall onto all kinds of tangents, and... and Bob's going to fall onto a sword. I might. I might fall onto a sword, but only for my clients. The first question is, will the felon show up when I go to applying for jobs? And if so, what can I do so it will not show? Uh, Let me me decipher that, unfortunately. Uh, Will my felony show up if I'm applying for a job? Yep. That's probably what they're saying. Yes. And here's the lawyer's answer. It depends. What are you applying for? Is it McDonald's or is it the police department? A felony is likely going to show up if you haven't had it expunged regardless. If they're going to do a background check, they're going to find a felony. Most big corporations like McDonald's actually do background checks. They probably have their own – most likely, and I'm just assuming, they probably have their own McLegal. In- investigators. It <laughs> was good. We're off to a good start. We could be the McLawyers. <laughs> if, if your application asks if you have any criminal convictions, put those down. Be truthful. If they don't hire you, go on to the next job. However – if you lie and say that you have no record when you do, they could fire you for, for for lying on your on the application. And you have no recourse. But that's not really the call to question. It says, will it show up? It depends. Are they going to do a background check? Maybe. Maybe not. But the other thing is, and I would take this question a little bit further to show, like, what can you do to have it not show up? And so long as – I read more of this question. It sounds like he did not serve prison time on this case. And so long as you did not serve prison time, you can always file for a 1203.4 as long as your probation has terminated. A 1203.4 is something called an expungement. 
They're good things. They keep your record clean, keep you looking good, but they will show up for certain licensing agencies. It will show up. Your arrest will always show up. You want to be a police officer? You want to be a police officer, a lawyer, a CNA? If you want to work for the state lottery or go into public service, those even an arrest will show up. Yeah, well, arrests, you can't get off your record. Those are going to show up forever unless you file a motion for factual innocence. It's called a motion for finding factual innocence, Penal Code 851.8, which both myself, George Derrick, and Bob Warland are experienced with. We're the experts. Next question. Next question. Let's see what we got. Um, Let's pick this one. I'm picking them at random because we're not going to get through. Going random. Let me me read it because I don't like your voice. Fine, fine. You don't like my nasally voice? Actually, I love Makes me. some people crap their pants. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Question. He has two years hanging over his head for probation violation. What can happen? Uh, boyfriend got a warrant out for his arrest for a DUI charge. He has 180 days with all suspended and one year unsupervised probation for that. Uh, oh, gosh, I hate reading these sometimes. While he was arrested, he kicks the cop car window. They're saying it is greater than $1,000 worth of damage and is waiting for that court date. The violation court date was continued till after all these other ones. When you're on probation, do not kick cop car windows. That's my advice. That's probably hey, that's good advice. That should be on your business card. <laughs> yeah, that's on the not, back of it. Do not kick cop car windows. When you're on probation, see, it's very important. When you resolve a case and settle a case, it's very important that you know what the maximum amount of jail or prison time you get in the event you get probation. If you violate probation, you could be sent to either prison or jail for the maximum, potentially for the maximum amount. Now, this person says he has two years hanging over his head, so typically what that means is what they pled guilty or no contest to for probation has a maximum of two years mm-hmm. in prison. Jail jail terms are one year max. So what's going to happen in court? Um, who knows? He may be put back on probation. What do you think? What else? There's a number of things that can happen in court. It really depends what exactly you're being charged with, and it also depends on county by county what exactly is going to happen with your particular case. Some counties prosecute probation violations much more vigorously than other counties will will prosecute it. Um, it, Now it's saying that there's a warrant out for a DUI charge and I'm guessing it was either a felony DUI charge or there's something more wrapped into this because two years for a probation violation on a DUI seems a little bit high. Um, So I do think that there's a little bit more to this question that we're not touching on. There are so many details we need to know about this case. But the just of it is, if you get a probation violation, you are looking at possibly seeing the maximum exposure on your case. It doesn't always happen that way, but you could face the entire amount of time because you were put on probation and you didn't do good on probation. In this case... Finish probation well. That's what probation is for. But now here's where he probably would get two years. If he has a suspended sentence while on probation, a lot of times a district attorney and I will come to an agreement that there's a suspended sentence. If you do one thing wrong on probation, you're automatically getting sentenced to that if they find a probation violation. So if he has two years suspended sentence over his head and he kicks a cop car, he's probably going to be doing two years in prison. Yes. Okay. Next question, Bob. Good job. Let's do it. What a roll. <clears throat> Next one. Is it legal for the plaintiff to ask the defendant to sign a notarized contract that the defendant will not seek legal action against the plaintiff? Let's do the detail because I think I have a good answer for this. Detail. Plaintiff filed a restraining order on the defendant. The safety of the pl- safety of plaintiff then if defendant si- – I'm not sure. Drop, both parties may move on with their life. Oh, okay. So that's going to – if they can drop the, the restraining order. Can we all just move on with our lives? Is it legal for a petitioner? This is a restraining or action, which I do a lot. Uh, can a petitioner ask 
the defendant to sign a contract that the defendant will not seek legal action against the petitioner. Um, I, I wouldn't even know what the legal action would be. Is it, was it defamation uh, or libel? Slander. You don't have to sign or slander. Um, <laughs> you don't have to sign a contract saying they will not seek legal action if there really is no action to prosecute you on. So in restraining order actions where you bring it to the court, it's all argument in your declaration, and you you should not be able to sue someone for that. My good friend Robert Fletcher handles cases like these. He's, a, he's an, an exceptional business attorney. We're going to have him on the show in probably a few weeks. But he has a lot more things to say, and I forget what the, the course of action is called. I can only specialize in four areas of law. But uh, what I would say is, if you guys just want to go about your lives, tell the judge when you go to court, you should be fine. And if they try and sue you, that when someone tries to sue you, you have to one, you have to ask yourself, what's the remedy? First of all, what's the harm and what's the remedy? The harm here is you filed a restraining order against someone you thought was dangerous. I think you'll be fine. Live your life. Live That's your life. Literally, what the email ended on. L live live our life. lives. Live and love your life. Another question. You want to read this one? Um, yeah. What should we do if there is concern about further legal actions from the law office or her being pursued after turning 18? My daughter turns 18 soon. At 16, she was caught shoplifting in November 2011, but she was not arrested. She never left the store with any merchandise, but was detained by store security. Calls started coming from a law office on behalf of the retailer. Oh, I hate these. Although she was not prosecuted, we were told civil action was being pursued. A monetary sum has been assessed as and has been paid to resolve this, this matter. Okay, so when if you are caught uh, by store security, any big retail store, JCPenney's, Target, Albertsons, Lucky's, any, anyone, if loss prevention stops you, thinks you're stealing, regardless, let's just forget uh, about the fact that the county district attorney can charge you. Let's say they don't charge you. Well, they're going to refer the, the case to some law office, I think in Chicago. I'm not going to say the name, but it seems kind of sketchy. But that law office will file civil penalties against you, mm -hmm. and they'll demand that you pay. And there's something in the penal code we've got to, got to look up. Uh, but it's statutorily they're they're um, able to get that from you. Usually the amount is like two hundred ninety-five dollars or something like that. Right. And they can't if you pay that they can't go after you anymore. It's clear in the statute that it's just a one-time fee for legal costs. Well, they're also going to request the. Uh restitution for whatever items it was that you attempted right. to steal if they didn't get them back or if they were destroyed. Sometimes damage. people cut, yeah, damage. 90% of the time it's alcohol dropping. <laughs> alcohol dropping or, or cigarettes being smashed. or um, I've seen where people attempt to cut the sensor tags off and ink explodes all over everything. Yeah, you got to pay for uh, that. Really ridiculous things like that. So you are going to have to pay the restitution, but it sounds like it's gone so far from the date of this incident that there is no criminal um, punishment for this, but you are still looking at civil punishment. They're two different court systems, and uh, you could be facing two different potential punishments for those. It sounds like double jeopardy, but that's not the definition of je double jeopardy. They're two no. different court systems that have different types of punishment. Yeah. So, lucky that you're not in criminal court, but take care of that civil matter. Just take care of it. Um, I, I hate those, and when I retain on cases, that's like the next thing clients ask me, and it's just like, well, and I've, I have... I've researched this ad nauseum. If you're if it's a petty theft case, that law office is going to get it. 
So, don't steal. How about that? That's good legal advice. Don't steal. Don't do it. Don't steal things. How, uh... Oh. Let's see. This one. This is interesting. You know what? Let's go with the question detail first. Question detail first. I, I agree, yeah. In 1996, I accepted a plea after my two daughters accused me of molesting them. It has never happened, but I felt I had no choice. I have since... Um, completed a sentence, and I'm doing my best to survive. Jobs are tough, and both of my daughters have expressed a serious desire to recant their testimony at this time. So, oh, well, uh, well, well, what we mentioned, what did we mention before? You have to file a motion of finding a factual innocence. Yeah, but it's, it's, it seems like the only way. It's from 1996. Sure, and they're trying to recant their statements now, so I find it a bit suspect and a bit difficult for a judge to go along with the fact that you are factually innocent after ex agreeing to go to a prison term. Here's my advice, like. because in sex cases, I mean, it's like calculating the maximum exposure. It's like an algebra problem. You're looking at, you could be looking at hundreds of years in prison. Who knows what they uh, alleged against you? And then you have an attorney who sits down and says, listen, well, the offer is five years or 10 or one year, or you're going to get out of jail today, and you're looking at this many years, um, a lot of times people take, uh, unfortunately, a lot of times innocent people take plea offers because they feel like they have no other choice. That's also It's also called an Alfred plea, mm -hmm. uh, and we could talk about that right after I answer this question. My advice to you, sir, is have them write a declaration, an affidavit. I would get it notarized, then I'd hire a local attorney who knows about post-conviction relief in your area. Also, you should file a certificate of rehabilitation if you went to prison. And, uh, wait, yeah, so file, also make sure you file a, a certificate of rehabilitation. In some cases, you're able to get yourself off the sex offense database if you could show that you've been rehabilitated. It's very rare. And if a lawyer says they could win it for you, keep in mind, it's very, very rare. I mean, it's a high standard, and you have to prove it. Things are tough out there. Attorneys are going to say, oh, yeah, absolutely. I guarantee it, and then it doesn't happen. Lawyers cannot guarantee anything. And an, and an Alfred plea is pretty much when you say, you know what? The district attorney, the, the state, the, the prosecutor has all this evidence against me. I'm innocent, but I feel like I need to just take this offer because I know it could get worse, even though I feel I'm innocent. You're still saying you're innocent, but you're still resolving the case with a no-contest plea. It's, it's called pleading guilty pursuant to an Alfred plea, or no contest pursuant to an Alfred plea. And and those are not uncommon, which is the double negative. They're, they're common enough. Sure. Next question. Like Alfred Hitchcock. You... <laughs> I'll read it. <laughs> That's nothing to do with anything. I just thought I'd... Well, they're making that movie yeah, with Anthony in... Hopkins. It's pretty good. Yeah? You... That's true. No, I heard about yeah. that. I did. Um, my daughter was upset with me and called the police while my husband and I had a verbal altercation. My husband did not write a statement. My daughter did. I have no priors. What will I face if I was charged with domestic violence assault? Well, they don't most... typically charge assault. Like, if it's just verbal, it's not usually charged. But if there's any type of, of harm, if there was any hand marks, if there was a slap, if there was as much as a throwing of something in someone's direction, then that could rise to the level of a criminal offense. Most likely, it's probably a misdemeanor. The most you're looking at, the most, worst case scenario, is a year in county jail, $1,000 fine. But what you're probably looking at is probation. 
maybe some jail time, at least three, sometimes five years of court probation. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times it's supervised now because if you resolve any type of domestic violence case or any type of case where there's domestic violence alleged anywhere in the police report, by law, actually by statute, you are required to do a 52-week domestic violence program. And a lot of times on domestic violence cases, depending on the county and the county district attorney policy, you're going to be a supervised misdemeanor defendant. What that means is mm -hmm. most misdemeanor cases that are settled are unsupervised. Just don't break any laws. Pay your fines. Do whatever. And there's no, like, checkup dates or there's no dates to, like, come back to the court to prove you're doing things. Right. However, in, in domestic violence, cases, it's different. yeah, it's different. You have dates that you have to come back. At first, they're going to set them close together. They're going to say, come back in a month, show me you've signed up for the class and you've done at least two. Then they're going to push it out a little further, but it really depends county by county. So this is Some not counties will just get a report from the class that says you've missed some classes, then they'll put it on calendar for a probation violation. You know what happens there. So what will happen if I face a domestic violence assault? Well, it's actually domestic violence battery. Um, and what will happen is, I don't know, hire a lawyer. If you never touched him, go to trial. Don't resolve a case if you're innocent, okay? Bob. What about Alfred? Alfred? Yeah. Well, that's a t in a domestic violence situation, if you have – I mean I, each case, it's like apples and oranges. So – what, one thing I tell my clients is if they want to resolve the case and I feel like they're innocent, I always tell them, listen, it's your life, not mine. Here's my advice. We're lawyers. We're trained up to do what we do. The best we can do is give us, give you guys our advice and you guys go with it because it's your life, it's not ours. Yeah, it's your case. And I always take that approach with cases and George does as well. It's your case. You get to decide what ultimately happens. I make some of the procedural decisions. I decide when a 1538 uh, is going to be heard, a pitches, a, things like that. I decide those type of issues, but as far as do you want to accept a plea bargain? That's your decision. I'll tell you the pros. I'll tell you the cons. We are ethically, to to we are ethically required to give you the offer from the district attorney. Some clients will get mad because they hire me and say, I want to go to trial. Fine. That's good. However, I want to tell you the offer. I'm not encouraging you to take it. Some will get mad that I even do that, but I yeah. have to tell you what the offer is. You've so got to do it. Some clients are, I don't want an offer. I told you I don't want to settle. Well, I understand you don't want to settle, but yeah. this is the offer. If you're Let's angry go to later on and go to the state bar and say, oh, Mr. Moreland, Mr. Derrick never told us the offer. Uh, BS. We did. It's our practice. And, and it's in our case file. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we make notes of it. Oh, we note our cases up. Uh, can an officer get into trouble for searching up a minor without a guardian present? Detail. I'm a minor, and I was searched along with a group of friends after I requested that my guardian be present. She wasn't. The officer found marijuana on one of us. Oh. You're the... Yeah. You do juvenile? I, I don't do I juvenile. I do some juvenile. Uh, so what? Your mom and daddy don't have to be present for you when an officer suspects something. You are your own person. You decide your own fate. You get to do whatever it is that you want. Just because mommy and daddy are not there doesn't mean that you have a defense or that you can claim, oh, I didn't have – that's not a right. You don't have a constitutional right to have mommy and daddy present for you. You are your own person, and you you got to take care of yourself. If you didn't want to be searched, you can always say, I don't consent to being searched. And if they find whatever cause they need to find, given the exact circumstances you're in, then they can go ahead and use that to search you and, and build up a case that way. But because your guardian wasn't present, has nothing. there's nothing there. I apologize, but you can request an attorney, and that will trigger some rights. But mommy and daddy don't trigger rights. That's unfortunate, but it, but it doesn't. So there's marijuana found. 
that's usually not a big deal in juvenile. It's more of a deal than in adult world. But um, just a minor amount of marijuana is typically not going to be a huge case. It doesn't sound it's like you're going to be spending a, a lot of time. In, in, it's in not custody. even going to be a slap on the rest in juvenile. That much I do know. Next question. Next. And no, the officer cannot get in trouble. No, the officer He's doing his job. Do. Yeah. Oh, this is a decent one. What we got, George? Oh, yeah, that's good. A friend of mine had a check that was to be given to me, but then he was arrested and everything was taken to evidence. Is there any way uh, to retrieve uh, checks that belong to you from evidence, even when the case is not being believed? Sure, absolutely. You show up to court, preferably hire a lawyer, and what you'll do is when the case is called, I what I would do is I would have the lawyer stand up. Hopefully they've talked to the district attorney ahead of time. They'll prepare a motion to retrieve personal property. Now, here's where it gets tricky. If that check is evidence in this case, you ain't getting it back. Have it reissued. They will not give uh, evidence back of a case unless the case is resolved. Even probably not even then because it's got to go into evidence. There are appellate rules. So if it's completely not uh, right, but it tied to the case. Yeah, but it depends on how the case is settled. If the case goes to trial and there's some sort of appeal pending, you're not getting it back is, is what George is saying. But if it's settled and pursuant to the settlement agreement that's in there, then you can get your check back. So if it's a really important like book of checks that you need back that's valuable to you to, for some reason, you may want to hire an attorney and have that attorney speak with the district attorney and come up with that as part of the plea agreement. If that's part of the plea agreement, you can get those checks back. But it's not incredibly easy to get evidence of a crime given back to you. So you are going to have to jump through some hurdles. You can request it from directly from the police department. They're going to say no. You can request it directly from the district attorney, and, and then that'll get the ball rolling that way. But if they're not important to you, let it go. It's going to take a lot of work, and you're probably going to get an attorney bill higher than whatever value the checks are worth. Yeah, that, so that's it, it, I would say go to court yourself and just tell the judge what's going on. Maybe the judge will put it in the minute order to just to give your one check back. So good luck. Ah, this is interesting. Um, this is more of a personal injury question that we've got. I, I do You're some the personal expert. injury. Bob does this it. Says, will, will her insurance cover the damage is the question. The detail is, in Los Angeles, I'm a secondary driver on my girlfriend's car. I crashed her car and was charged with a DUI. She has full coverage. Typically, secondary drivers of a vehicle um, are covered under the policy, but, big but here, check with your insurance provider to make sure that that coverage was paid for because... Insurance companies all have different ways of, of how they well that's how they make policies money. Yeah. and and you can get charged more for different riders and different um, things. But I would contact the insurance company first uh, to ask those questions, or contact an attorney who can contact your insurance company. And I would contact your girlfriend to say break up with you because you're an idiot <laughs> legally. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely call your girlfriend and say, hey, I'm an idiot. Break up with me. What please. kind of a person please. uses drives under his girlfriend's car insurance? And then crashes her car with a DUI. I, what? I, I do a lot of DUIs, so I see it happen all the time. I'm a little bit jaded in, in that What kind of a man are you, though? Okay, I'm sorry. Jeez, these are I'm, our listeners, George. We're going to get more hate mail. I'm pushing our, you hate I'm sorry. Mail it just bothers me. It's ridiculous. Oh, no. Can I get a driver's license in California if my driver's license is suspended in Washington for unpaid tickets? No. Yeah, no. 
Next chicken. question. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's hey, usually... <laughs> sometimes the answer is really simple. No, you have, you have to pay your fines because they put a hold on it, and the DMV in California hey, will find that. The DMV in California knows. <laughs> They'll find you. This, this one, I... I don't know how to answer this because there's not a, no details. All it says is, can a lifetime driver's license suspension be lifted? Not that Usually I've ever not. Seen. Typically, these are in people who have had six, seven, eight, nine DUIs. No, even even worse. Well, well I mean, that, nothing's well, even worse a fourth than, would do it. Nothing's worse than that. No, um, you get a lifetime ban if you're convicted of assault with your vehicle. Oh, that too. Even yeah. a misdemeanor, lifetime ban. DME says, nope, you can't get a license ever again in California. You you probably be able to get it in another state. You're cut off. But California, so think twice before you go into some road rage incident. You will never drive it legally again in California. It's a privilege, not a right. Uh, you sound next like a question. father there. I sound like a on. father? I am a father. I got a ticket for going 85 and a 55. What should I do now? You should hire Bob Mortland. <laughs> BobMortland.com handles traffic. I've, I've ref- How many cases have I referred to you? Uh, I, I lost count. I'm not sure. A lot though, right? Yeah, At a least lot. a dozen. Yeah, I've gotten good. good results in all of them, too, so that's Of course he is. BobMorland.com. Uh, so 85 and a 55, which is going to trigger that's no traffic points. school because of how fast it was going. I would try to contact an attorney and fight it because it is possible that they can charge you with two points on this one yeah. citation. Um, it's not over 100, so it's not an automatic 30-day or even 60-day suspension. I've handled tickets at people going – yesterday I had one at 130 miles an hour on a motorcycle out of class. Like, so I do handle speeding tickets quite often. The highest I've seen was 160 miles an hour in San Mateo County. I have no idea how you do that on Highway 101. But what kind of car was it? A Tesla. It was a Tesla. It was a Tesla. It's pretty cool. Pretty, pretty fast. What is this problem? Okay. Well, if you got a Tesla, you probably do it too. Listen, if I had a Tesla, I would be going 160 on Highway 1. Probably not because I, I actually liked my life. So the question detail, I, I'd like to go in a little bit further on this. The, the question detail for this question um, that I'm being questioned it, about because the question is the question and the question I'm answering. Um, is, he says, I'm in the Army just wondering how I should go about this case. Well, 85 and a 55 is not that big a deal. It really isn't. It's usually about a $500 fine that you're facing. Um, on top of that, you're looking at about – you're looking at a couple points. But my advice would be fight the ticket. Don't pay it. Fight it. It depends what county it's in as to what exactly should should occur with it. Some counties fight their traffic tickets a lot stronger than other counties. Um, it's You need to find somebody who does traffic and knows the judges and knows the referees. Not just any attorney. Counts. Someone that's uh, advertising for traffic. And ask them how they get their results. I mean, they'll talk to you. Sure. And, and ask them what exactly the goal is. Usually the goal with my cases I take is to keep that point off. If we have to pay more from fines and fees, that's okay. We keep that point off. You're able to do traffic school at a later date. Right. Uh, it doesn't show up to anybody. In the Army... They do not care if you have a speeding ticket for going 85 and a 55. The only time they will care is if it's still an open case. So if you right. set it for arraignment and it hasn't gone to trial yet and you're waiting in that limbo stage, which some counties can take four months to do, don't waive time. Assert your right to a speeding trial, get it within 45 days, and get it settled and move on and go back to the Army. But you cannot go to the Army with an open case. That's true. One more question, Bob. One more. Let's, it better be good. Just it's going to be great. One. Yeah, let me read it. I've gone... Oh, oh, disappeared. I've gone to jury trial and received a verdict of dismissals. Oh, this is a great one. 
Well, I mean, this guy should be an author. On two DUI cases, how do I go about getting the ruling to a not guilty amendment through the courts? Dismissal. Question is, how do I have a dismissal or amended to a not guilty verdict? You don't. They dismissed it because it didn't get to the stage of not guilty. Yeah, dismissal is better. Dismiss dismissal is way better. It's, I mean, they're the same binding legal effect. One of them is saying you're not guilty, the other one's saying dismiss because we don't think we have enough evidence to find you guilty, which is the same thing. So, congratulations, you got your cases dismissed. Go enjoy your life. Yeah, and you're welcome. That was probably, I think that was one of my clients who was upset. They got a dismissal, not a not guilty. How, yeah. Or maybe one of yours, because we get so many of those. We can't quantify, we can't guarantee something, but... It's a common problem we have with clients I, that are upset that they got dismissals instead of not guilty. I, I actually don't have that problem. Usually, usually they're very happy to get a dismissal, and they don't want it to be amended. Just saying, we guilty, get we get so many that yeah. not with DUIs. Once in a while, I get a DUI dismissal. So DUIs are a little tougher. So that is that's been <coughs> excuse me. It's been a good show. Well, I want to read this one. Can I go to jail for a dog ticket? Well, depending on what code they Animal Control you gave a ticket to my dog. Yeah. No, no, for my dog. The ticket said at large, so I went to court and they gave me another court date because they want to charge me 2500 or six months in jail. The judge to next court date, I have to see a prosecutor <laughs> to help me reduce my fine. This my first offense. Can I go to jail? Can we yes. just not even answer that one? Well, no, I'd like to answer it. Because what is it? What's well, a municipal code violation, which... Oh, um, uh, those bite you. Those are those, high expense. Those are, are tougher on the county because if, if it's charged as a misdemeanor, which if they're saying you could do six months in jail, it is charged as a misdemeanor. I don't even know what he's charged with, though. It, well, it's a municipal code violation, so it's every city has different codes for their municipal code. So it could be in you know Sunnyvale to have a municipal code of whatever, well, but it's, it's an unleashed. I bet it's an unleashed dog. And it's usually the city or county council that will come in and prosecute that, not the district attorney. Um, sometimes they do pass it off to the DA, but you could end up doing jail time on a case that they're saying this offense right here in your question, they want $2,500 and six months in jail. The municipal codes sometimes can rise to that level. So you, you might, you might How end about up this? jail. Don't break any municipal codes. Municipal Pearls codes aren't as bad as uh, other codes. See, they're not bad, but they're all, but they're very expensive. Yes. So, wait, do you have anything else? I think me and Bob are back. One time for the people? We are back one time doing this. People? One time one. I don't know. This is going to be good. <laughs> I don't even know what number of questions. I have no idea what I'm See, what happened about. was I when I saved the last question and answer we did, uh-huh. I mistakenly highlighted the entire desktop, and the entire desktop that I was able to says question and answer. So I don't even know which one's new and not. All the other podcasts. We only had one banked. Uh-huh. And I don't know where the hell that one is. Well, we're back, and we're doing new so shows, and it's all going to be brand new, fresh, fun, funky. I don't know what other word I can throw in there. I'm going to say this is question and answer 10. At least. Yeah. So, always be sure to patronize BobMortland.com or George Derrig at EastBayAttorney.com. Uh, I handle criminal, family, estate planning, and probate, conservatorships, and restraining orders. Bob? Uh, I handle anything. Just come to my office, chat with me. Let's talk. I'll, I'll get you to someone that can help you if uh, if I can't do it. Yes, he will. That's about it. See you next week. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>